the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. The title of today's lesson, The Power Beside You, Exodus 34.10. The Lord is speaking to Moses. I'm making a covenant with you and the presence of all of your people. I will perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere in all the earth or in any nation. All the people around you will see the awesome power of the Lord. I will display this. For you. Oh my goodness, he's talking to Moses. But today he's talking to you. He said, I'm making a covenant with you and I'll make it openly. Perform miracles, miracles that have never been seen in any nation and all the earth. Everyone around you will see the power. When I make this powerful move for you, everyone's going to see the awesome power that will be displayed. Oh my goodness, God has a plan. For your life today, God wants the church to rise up and take its rightful position, take its rightful jurisdiction and use it. Oh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, Father, we give you glory and honor and praise. There is no God like you. There's none before you and none after you. You are the one and true living God. There is none other, Lord. Oh, Father, I ask that you bless this message today. May your anointing fall upon them. Deliver, heal, and bless. Empower them today, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. As God is talking to Moses, he's speaking to you today. I know you may be facing some giant. The second that you realize, though, that there is a giant and you know what the giant is, That's the moment that your life makes a shift. That's when life shifts for the child of God because he's right there to fight your battles before the battle even begins. Maybe your giant is failure in the past, rejection, shame, physical disabilities, sickness, financial problems, unemployment, betrayal, abuse, or even insecurity. A giant is a huge problem, something that's, it's so large, it's a major obstacle or an ongoing situation 
And in order for you to go forward to the promise that God has for your life, we come to a place where we must face that battle. And when you face that battle, you must run to the battle, not run from it. You must face that battle, knowing that giant. Yes, it is there, but God is with you. And the power of the anointing on your life, child of God, well, with the Holy Spirit, they'll fight the battle for you. The Holy Spirit is not only within the child of God, there's a power standing right beside you. And that power is Jesus Christ. David defeated Goliath because the God of heaven's army fought for him. Goliath said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine giant, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. First Samuel 17, 10 to 11. The Israelites were terrified. The Bible even uses the word dismayed. Now that's telling us that they were so shocked. They were shocked to the point of losing their mind, of losing their sanity. When the men of Israel saw Goliath, 1 Samuel 17, 24, all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, they fled from him and they were so afraid. But David was upset that this Philistine would speak out and taunt the army of the Lord. He said boldly, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should taunt the armies of the living God? 1 Samuel 17, 26, David perceived the Philistines' words as attacking the very character of God. He did not see it as an attack on King Saul. He did not see it as an attack actually on the army. He saw it as an attack on the very character of God. Oh, my goodness. Goliath was offending the name of the Lord. So David went forward. He didn't turn back. When the power of God is with you and you know the power of God is with you to defend you, you don't run from the battle. You run into the battle. Faith rose up from within him and the Holy Ghost gave him power. You know, I remember one day a lady called me about a child that had tumors in the eyes, retinal blastoma cancer, and the tumors just grew and grew and grew and this little one's eyes. And it was a constant battle in prayer as we prayed. And as we're praying, you know, she's getting a little better, a little worse. We're going back and forth. But they just kept on growing, kept on growing, which really wasn't a good sign. So one day she called and she said, Val, she said, the tumors just, they just haven't stopped. They just continue to grow. You know, they stop a little bit and then they just, it's just more of them, more of them. They just multiply. She says, so we got a call from the doctor and the doctor said, you know, this is the last treatment. Nothing's working. And they're expecting to have to take her eyes out. At that very moment, I became so upset. I was outraged. I mean, I was just angry. I just had holy anger at that moment. I said, absolutely not. They are not going to take this baby's eyes out. God did not send that baby here to be blind. They are not going to do this. I said, I got to go now. And she was like, wait a minute. I said, no, no, I got to go. I got to get to the Lord. This is not God. This is the enemy. And it is not going to happen. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, these tumors were just, it was just more than my mind could stand. 
And you know what? I want to tell you, after fasting and praying and seeking God, pressing forward, running into the battle instead of running forward, I want to tell you that those tumors stopped growing. I want to tell you that she had excellent eyesight after that. The treatment worked. The prayer blessed this child. Everything reversed. And then no more treatment was needed. It was absolutely awesome what God did. When the battle is raging, we cannot shrink back. We must go forward. Our courage isn't enough. Courage in our own self, it isn't enough. It will not sustain us. Our courage must be in Almighty God. What can I do about tumors? What can I do about the doctor's report? What could the doctor do to stop the tumors at that point? Obviously nothing. I had no medical knowledge, no understanding of the disease. I could barely speak the name of it. I only had one thing. I had the power of the Lord of hosts and the name of Jesus. And I was angry about this disease progressing and that the cure was to take her eyes out. Oh, no, no, no. I had holy anger and I ran into the battle. Sometimes when you're facing a battle, you're not able to have that strength right then. But stay among believers. Stay among those who really understand prayer. And they are faithful praying people. They will pray for you. They will pray with you. And the Spirit of the Lord will rise up and give you the strength that you need to run into the battle. We can't always face our problems on our own and in our own human ability. It must be the Spirit of the Lord the power of Jesus Christ from within. And yet he stands beside you. He will give us victory over the battle. There will always be reasons why you cannot win the battle. Saul told David, you're not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. You're but a youth. While he's been a warrior from his youth. First Samuel 17, 33. David looked back at his past and he remembered what God had done for him. He remembered when he was a shepherd on the field, keeping sheep. And now he comes forth and tells King Saul, I can fight this Philistine for you, this young boy. Oh my goodness. And so as David recounts his past, he says this to King Saul, the Lord who delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. Wow. Because of his size and his youth, David should have run in the opposite direction. But because he was walking in the spirit of the Lord, instead of running from Goliath, he ran to Goliath. He ran into the battle to defeat Goliath, the Philistine giant. Oh, my goodness. In order to win in life's battles and take down the giant that you're facing or you may face at some point. I'm going to give you four golden keys. We must, one, tell our problem about our God and how great he is. Tell your problem about the magnitude of his greatness. And two, remember that God always wants to receive the glory. And you must know your victory will be God's glory. And three, the battle is not yours. It is the Lord's. And four, Look at the past and remember the victories of the Lord of hosts that he has won for you. This will strengthen you for the battle. It will strengthen you in the heat of the battle. 
David took one shot at Goliath with a slingshot and a stone, and Goliath's knees buckled. He hit the ground. Everyone heard it. He fell on his face. He fell down, and Israel's army won over the Philistines' army. David took Goliath's own weapon. He ran over next to him after he collapsed on the ground and cut off his head. Oh, my goodness. The Philistine army watched in dismay. They ran and Israel pursued them, chasing them through the valley. The Philistines army, their entire army was defeated that same day. What was David's weapon? He spoke loud and clear. You come to me with a sword, a spear and javelin. But I come to you and the name of the Lord of hosts. David knew that the battle was the Lord's and he was sure to the point that he did not consider this a risk of his own life. David knew he was in the hands of the Lord of hosts. Zechariah 4, 6, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of heaven's hosts. David knew he had a warrior on his side, the warrior of all warriors, Jehovah Sabaoth. Oh, my goodness, the Lord of hosts. The word host from the Hebrew language means to wage war. When did God wage war for you? Before you go into battle, remember those times. Speak them out loud where you can hear them. Just get alone with God and write them down. It's more powerful for you to see it in writing what God has done for you. Jehovah Sabaoth. Take the hand of the Lord. When the giant shows up in your life, you know that the Lord of hosts is not only within you, the spirit of the Lord, but he is the power beside you. Look up in your Bible, the Lord of hosts. You will understand deeper on a deeper level, the power in the name and the character of God. Write those scriptures down. Meditate on them day and night. In the heat of battle, stay in the word of the Lord and use his name. I'm encouraging someone today. Oh, the power of the name of the Lord. There are no limitations on his power. Take the boundaries off of God. Take the limitations off of God for he has no limitations. Jesus gave you the right to use his name. Oh, my goodness. I think that someone, someone is getting empowered today. I want to share this with you about using a name. Oh, my goodness, because Jesus gave you that right. He's standing right beside you right now. And he's saying, just use my name. When you're in a difficult place, when you need me, just use my name. You know, my son was in high school. And he joined an organization. My son was, it was an organization for aspiring young professionals. Now he's in high school and the organization was for high school students and they would meet professionals who are very successful in different fields, especially the field of interest for them. So my son was invited to this formal luncheon. So they would take the students to formal luncheons and dinners. So they would have an idea of how to handle themselves later on in life when they went to business luncheons and dinners and formal events. So my son was taken to lunch, and this was a very prominent accountant. And the attorney who was over the organization also accompanied my son. So these two gentlemen took my son, my teenage son, to lunch. And this accountant had made millions and millions of dollars. He was in town from California. So they went to lunch, and it was really awesome what happened. 
So they picked my son up from school and they took him to the Millionaires Club. And at the end of the day, I picked my son up and he was so excited. And he began to tell me an account just one after another, everything that happened. It was amazing. They went to the Millionaires Club and he told me everything that he saw and he heard. And the highlights of the day was the lunch. I mean, this is a hungry teenager, right? Six feet tall. So as he sat at lunch discussing the accountant's great career and the path that led him to such great success to make millions and millions of dollars, it came time to order lunch. So my son, using his best manners, he didn't want to order the most expensive thing on the menu. You know, my husband and I consider him well-trained. So, you know, he's looking at the menu and he's ordering something, you know, of lesser uh, account. And the attorney and the mentor said to him, no, 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 please go ahead, choose whatever you'd like. And my son, you know, uh, very politely said, no, 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 it's okay, this will be fine. And the accountant urged him some more, no, please, don't, don't be reluctant, get whatever you like. How about filet mignon? And, you know, he ordered that and some, some fancy appetizers and things like that. So my son got this expensive lunch. He was so impressed, right? So he had this wonderful conversation. They talked and everything. And at the end of the lunch, something amazing to my son happened. My son said, as they were about to leave the table, he said, you know what happened? He said, he didn't even get out his credit card. I said, really? He said, no. He said, he didn't pay for the lunch with cash either. My husband and I were at this point, we're like totally intrigued, okay? We're listening to this kid. Really? So what did he do? He said, well, it was unbelievable. After we order all this food and we finish eating and it's time to leave and we're like on the edge of our seat. Yes, yes. Tell us what happened. He said, we got up and we, and we walked away. He said, and then he turned around and he signed his name on a piece of paper on the table. And then we left. The lunch was free, absolutely free, this expensive lunch. He said, you know, when you have that much money, you don't even have to pay for your food. I said, son, wait a minute. I said, let me tell you something. I assure you that he had to pay for that food. I said, what he did was he has a tab at the Millionaire's Club. And at the end of the month, he gets a bill. You know, he signs his name for each meal or whatever he uses at the club. And at the end of the month, he gets a bill and he pays that bill. So he got what you all ate just on his signature. He just used his name. My son was so disappointed, (laughs) but he understood what had happened. It's just that he thought everything was free when you had that kind of money. Oh, my goodness. Jesus gave us the right to use his name. No matter how high the bill is, he gave the child of God the right to just sign his name. Oh, my goodness, that's what he's saying to you today. Whatever situation you are going through, he's given you jurisdiction to sign his name. He said anything that you ask the father in his name, he would do it. He would give it you. One translation says, oh, my goodness, his words are spirit and they are life. You have the right to use his name. He's standing right beside you. That's the power beside you. The power, not only within you, but the power is in his name. For 40 days, Goliath, the giant of the Philistine army, would come out and defy the army of Israel. He would insult them, mocking them, making fun. Oh my goodness. Let's talk about a master plan to take down these kind of giants. God's word works, but only 
when we use it. I want to give you five more keys to win in the battle and to conquer your land. This is what you must do. Joshua went face down and he prayed, go to the Lord and ask him, make a power move, Lord, on my behalf. Second, Joshua stayed in the word day and night for the Lord had spoke to him. And remember what he said? I'm going to say it in my own words. Joshua, meditate on the law day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Then and only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do, Joshua. Oh, my goodness. And third, do not look at your own natural strength. Psalms 105 says, seek his face forevermore. Look into the face of God and tell him that you cannot do this alone. I cannot fight this battle in my own strength, Lord. Show me, Lord, what to do. My heart is trusting you. My faith rests in you. And I know your word shall not fail. And I know the battle isn't mine, but it is the Lord's. King Josephat in the Bible had a mighty army coming against him in Judah. Second Chronicles twenty twelve. Our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that's attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. The king counted on God for deliverance. He told God that he didn't know what to do, but my eyes are stayed on thee. The king was humbling himself before God. He was counting on the promises of God to bring him through this battle. The enemy will come up against you to bring fear. He will lie and attempt to frighten you about whatever you are facing. Oh, my goodness. He'll try this over and over. Remember, Goliath came out to taunt the Israelites for 40 days over and over. Cast every giant down, sickness and disease, and defy it in the name of the Lord. Use the name of Jesus Christ and bind it and throw it down and cast it out in the name of Almighty God. Depression, anxiety, I bind you in the name of Jesus and I cast you out. Insurmountable Debt and bankruptcy, I bind you in the name of Jesus and I cast you out in his name. Write it down. Write down what the situation is. Write down what that giant is and write the scripture that defeats it. You will have to stand. Ephesians 6.13, therefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, stand, speak to your storm, speak to the circumstance. Remember, David had to run into the battle instead of running forth. Speak to the giant this day. I defy you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Say a prayer and commune with God. Keep your regular prayer times. Worship him. Praise him in the midst of your battle. I'm not saying that it's easy, but I am telling you how to get through your battle. Make a melody in your heart unto the Lord. I've cried enough tears and been in enough situations to tell you that if you run to the battle and don't run from it, that you will gain the victory that the Lord of hosts, the Lord that wages war for his children will fight your battle for you. When you tell that giant, I defy you in the name of the Lord of hosts. When you tell that giant of sickness, of disease, of depression, when you tell that giant of abuse, of neglect, of betrayal, I defy you in the name 
of the Lord of hosts. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands. This is real, child of God. This is how you speak to your giant. This is what lets Satan know that you mean what you're saying. It is not your power. It is not by your might. It is by the spirit of the Lord that you take down the giants that you are facing. God has empowered you. The Holy Spirit is within you and there is a power beside you and it is the power of the Lord. Jesus himself stands beside you. He never leaves you in the midst of a battle. There'll be many things that you must face in this lifetime, but he will never betray you. He will never deny you. He told Joshua, I will never stop helping you. And that's what he's saying to you today. He's reaching for you right now. I know you can feel that reach. He's saying, I am reaching for you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org.